Hey, welcome to another mile post here on the V-Twin Life. V-Twin Life is brought to you by a few great companies. One being Crash Ink Clothing. You can find them out of Oregon. Great company, specializing in clothes, doing work on bikes now. You can check them out at crashinclothing.com. They got a lot of great stuff. Hey, head on over there. Maybe they got something you like. And we can't forget, wild ass. You like pounding miles, you like riding, you want to be in comfort. Hey, maybe strap a wild ass under your ass and ride with an air cushion and be comfortable for hours. And can't forget Custom Dynamics, leading the industry in lighting LED technology. Man, these guys got some great stuff. So head on over to Custom Dynamics and check it out. Now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sunday night here in the V-Twin Life. Got mile post 91. So we got Winrow Therapy coming in to join in and share some adventures, stories, how she got into life on two wheels. And got a lot of guys tuning in, man. Thanks, everybody. Got HD Traveler, Bry, Mike Will Bike, HD Traveler, Fat Glide, Corey. That's a full Springer house. Springer Mike, Wrench Bender, Nick. All you guys say hey, thank you so much for uh, Kelp Fire. Can't forget Kelp Fire. No. Can you yeah, ever? Thank you, all you guys, for always tuning in and, you know, supporting this and always, you know, piping in the comments and just tuning in and joining along man it's a lot of fun i really that is the fun part of doing these live is getting you know the the side chat sometimes guys come up with great questions and it just makes it a whole lot more fun for the interactions and and just having a good time and doing these every week so with that being said what's going on des hi thank you so much for allowing me to be on the v-twin live podcast i appreciate it oh yes thank you so uh well, let's start how I always like to do. So how did you find Life on Two Wheels? Where did it come into life for you? Well, I knew that when I retired that I wanted to see the country. And I knew that I wanted to see it up close and personal. So seeing it on four wheels, in four wheels, wasn't really going to bring me up close and personal. So there was a motorcycle. So now I had to learn. I didn't know how to ride a motorcycle. I had never ridden a motorcycle, so I took the course and I passed, <laughs> and then I bought a motorcycle two months later. Hey, everybody. So how long has it been? It has been a little over four years. November, uh, September of 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 20, 2018. November, uh, September of twenty eighteen. I I passed and received my endorsement. And then nice. in November of 2018, I bought my Kawasaki Vulcan S650. My girl. Did you enjoy that one? I do. She's still here. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I have two. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I figure she's my forever bike. From the stories that I hear of people, oh, I never should have got rid of that bike. I never should have got rid of that bike. And I think she's that bike for me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and everybody will find out. I mean, sometimes you, you have those bikes that just touch you in a way, I guess you could say. And then you just know that yeah. it, it's a part of you. Yeah. And she's lightweight. She's 498 dry. So, you know, we're not getting stronger as we get older. We're getting weaker and more brittle, whatever. So I figure as time goes down, you know, as we age, 
she's going to be the forever bike. She's lighter than the heritage. And as you know, my strength and as we age, she'll still be there. <laughs> so <laughs> motor and I get drunk again. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> so with that one, I mean, what, you know, kind of what made you decide on that? The Kawasaki Vulcan S? Yeah. I, I, you know, I had been looking around for motorcycles. At first I thought I would go into like a dual sport or maybe just something a little bit less powered, like a TWR 200, but they were too tall for me. But the Kawasaki has the ergo fit. So with the ergo fit, you leave the showroom with a bike that's fit to you. And if, you know, more manufacturers or more, even more uh, bikes in the Kawasaki line, if they had a, a bigger engine, like the Honda Rebel has the 300, the 500, and now the 1100, they don't have the 300 anymore, I don't believe, but now they have the 1100, then Kawasaki could have done the same thing to keep up with Honda, but they didn't. If that was the case, if Kawasaki came out with an ergo fit bike, in the 1100 range, I would have another Kawasaki in the garage. Yeah, because they did because Yamaha went, you know, the 1100, and then they actually, and then the 13. So Kawasaki has the 900 and the 900 yeah. Custom, but it's a different, it's a different style. It's a different yeah, bike. It, it mirrored the, uh, like the Suzuki Boulevards. Yes. So they're longer, and I'm, I don't have that. <laughs> I'm short in every which way. I had the C50, and it was actually, it was very comfortable. I loved the low seat height that it had. It had a great center of gravity. I mean, it was a great bike. I enjoyed that one years ago when I had that. But, no, I, and I can understand talking about, you know, ergonomics fitting you, and, you know, right. how to, I mean, when a person buys a bike, you, you know, you got to get one that fits you, not just because, you know, Steve has a black street glide means I got to have a black one or whatnot. You find what works for you and for you go from there. And <laughs> my, phone my, my phone decided to start talking to me. Um, yes. Well, the ergo fit, it not only adjusts the handlebars, but the seat and where your pegs land. So it's a three point fit. For me, it was short, yeah, short. Custom dynamics. Yikes. <laughs> the phone has a mind of its own. Um, so it's a three-point fit. For me, it's short, short, and short. But, you know, if I had longer legs, then maybe it would have been a medium or, or normal or um, this is reduced reach, actually. So extended reach. So if somebody six foot plus wanted a Kawasaki Vulcan S, they can have it fit to them right out of the dealer showroom. It's not a bad deal. No, you know? not at all. But there's also very, very limited aftermarket for the Kawasaki Vulcan S, which was and still is a big downfall. Yeah, I, I could see that. So. so how long did you ride your the Vulcan before you decided to upgrade? Well, I started looking last March when we were at Daytona and there was a soft tail slam and I thought about it. And then when I thought about it some more, we went back and someone else was in the process of purchasing it. So 
I walked away and the lady's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't be sorry. This bike was meant to be yours. So then at Leesburg, I found the 2018 anniversary heritage in the blue and black, and I loved it. So that was where I was, uh, I was focused on. And I just couldn't find one in the right price range. They wanted a lot of money for a bike that was going to be five years old. It was four at the time. Uh, you know, with the new anniversary bikes coming out soon, right, within the year, they still wanted a lot of money on the 2018 anniversary bike. So I found a dealer that said, hey, listen, you know, this is what's going on. And that was it. He, you know, like I, I appreciate the honesty mm -hmm. of of the situation. And, you know, their comments were, well, you can have this bike or you can have a brand new one for a little bit more with a two year warranty. So that was it. I was done. So what you rode the you had what, three years on the Vulcan? And then that was about time to then you start thinking upgrading. Yes. Yep. So I actually had her on the road three and a half years. And she's still here. She's on the road. <laughs> so did you get out with that one, doing much traveling, you know, riding around? Yes. And... I went to Sturgis three times with the Vulcan. I don't ride to Sturgis. I put her in the back of my toy hauler. Mm -hmm. And then, but I rode 20, last year, and excuse me, in 2021, I did 2,300 miles while in Sturgis. Nice. Spent a week yeah. over there. It a little bit more than a week. A little bit more than a week. And last year in 2022 it was two weeks, and I think it was about probably about the same mileage. And that was with the Kawasaki Vulcanus. And then I was there with I was there in Sturgis earlier in the, in July for a couple of days. We did one ride and put down some miles. We went from there. We went to Yellowstone. Then we did um, uh, Bear Tooth Pass, Chief Joseph Scenic Highway, and then the Going to the Sun Road. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, I'm still I have to catch up with those videos, but Going to the Sun Road. I don't know if you've been there. Not yet. I want to. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, other people can say, you know, have an opinion. Otherwise, I think, in my experience, I haven't been everywhere. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> Um, I think it's the most beautiful road. It has the most beautiful vistas. It just goes on and on and you can see glaciers. The water is green, the glacial water. Um, I think the military biker, I don't think he's in the side chat. He, he feels the same way. He says it's his number one road and, and it's yeah. for me. That's the I watched one his video of it was. And oh my God, it'll be beautiful. I'm, I think the one that I really enjoy, I was that way was also the Tetons going through heading to Jackson Hole out of yes. Wyoming into Idaho. That was absolutely gorgeous. I'll I'll be there this year. I've been to Jackson Hole and the Grand Tetons, but it was in the wintertime and way before there was YouTube. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever seen them. That was part of the, the route when we were coming back from South Dakota. Is wanted to see wanted to see them in person. I mean, you can see all the videos and pictures. It's just amazing, but it's nothing like seeing it through your own eyes when you're traveling oh, through the area. It was absolutely. Amazing. There, you, you really see how small you are in this world when you're looking at, you know, it's all the Rocky mountains 
right? So it just depends on what state you're in. They call them something different, but they're a continuation of the Rocky Mountains and they even go into Canada. So, <clears throat> you know, when you're standing on this road or next to the Tetons, you just really realize how little you are in this world. Yes, Dewey's waiting for my videos. I'm wa I'm working on it. I got a new computer. <laughs> <laughs> so the other one nearly killed me. <laughs> yeah, Beartooth is on my list also. I've done Lolo. And I think that's one of the other cool places I liked was on I-90 coming out of, was it Billings? And you're heading south towards Wyoming. It's like all of a sudden you crest a hill. And I swear you could see the highway for another 100 miles straight out oh, in front. Wow. It was just the views up by the Wyoming state line were unbelievable it's like holy crap nice see that's like the that's, highway goes to the sky that's that's it exactly that oh there we go yes um Beartooth pass we we were hailed on it started out the most beautiful day we were riding chief joseph scenic byway and it was sunny out it was the no clouds in the sky and then chief joseph scenic byway leads you into Beartooth pass if you so choose. And we rode up and there was big dark clouds and I'm like, all right, it's, you know, way, 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 way. No, no, no. It caught up to us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, it's closed off at the top. Now you can't go all the way to Red Lodge. It, it, it brings you into Red Lodge on the other side. And at the time it was closed off due to the flooding, right? All the way from Montana. Oh, last year. Yeah. Yellowstone. What's up, Frogzilla? <laughs> they had massive flooding. So it's closed. So you can only go to the top. And when we were at the top taking pictures, then I put on my the top of my rain and I didn't put on the bottom. I'm like, all right, we're going to beat this. And then all of a sudden it just started lightning. And I was like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> so lightning became hail. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy how loud hail is on hell. Oh Bay. my goodness. Well, I'm just happy that nobody's bike got damaged by the hail. Um, I was there with, um, Randy Sinister Clutch and with Dan Ozark's HD Riders and his wife, Miss Brenda, and, um, the boys had a different experience. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'll leave it at that and your imagination. Yeah. Well, I mean, some <laughs> of those areas, I mean, I've. You know, it can be great when you're down low, but like Beartooth, I mean, you're up almost 11,000 feet. A lot yeah. can change in that amount of elevation, be totally different. I mean, I had a similar situation on Mount Hood, you know, down yes. there outside of Portland. It was like 90. So I'm going to, you know, never been up there. This was a couple of years back and, you know, just got my T-shirt, my vest on and go take off to go up top of Mount Hood. And all of a sudden it's like 35, 40 degrees up there. And, oh, it was brutally cold. Yeah. One well, guy warned me, hey, it could be a lot colder up there. I'm like, fuck, it's hot as hell. What do you mean? <laughs> yep. It was a it started. I'm telling you, the weather can just change like that. And I think um, Ryan, Full Throttle Hog, and Jess are two wheels. They had the same experience when they went to the Beartooth Pass, rode the Beartooth Pass. They also got hailed on. And it does hurt. Robin says that it, it does hurt. Thankfully, I had, I guess, a sweatshirt and protective gear plus my rain jacket. And I didn't feel it as much. You feel it. It just didn't hurt as much. No bruises. <laughs> well, I ran into it once wearing a half helmet. I ended up having my arm up over my face and just hailing. And yeah, that was a, a lovely experience. And after that, I went to the modular helmet. I said, I'm done with this. There you go. There was a gentleman and he was riding two up with uh, his companion. As we were riding down, 
because the clouds were there and I could see them, I took notice of there was a lodge and how many miles away it was from where the top is. So we took cover there while the rest of the storm blew past us. But as we were coming down to that lodge, the other rider was going up and I was like, that was, he didn't, he didn't have any hair. He didn't have a helmet. He didn't have not even a bandana. And I, I don't even, you know, we saw them pass us on the way back, but then he had a bandana on, but still he had to run into what we were running from. Yeah. You'd think so. Yeah. When I rode in August and in the low forties, yeah, the temperature changes like that for sure. That's a, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. What the hell? (laughs) That's a motor blonde line. (laughs) Yeah. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Hail can uh, make you appreciate proper clothing and attire. Yes. Yes. So we were wet and we used our rain gear to insulate us for the rest of the ride back to uh, Cody, Wyoming. So that's where we were staying at. Nice. But I liked it so much. I'm going back again this year. How is that, Cody? I think there's, I'll have to look at my pictures. I'll find it in a minute. So what was your deciding factor when that made you want to decide that it was time to upgrade from your Vulcan? Um, I just wanted a bigger bike, something with a little bit more power. Some, I've, I always knew that she would be my starter bike. And mm-hmm. I, I felt comfortable with her and stopped dropping her. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, funny. Yeah, well, listen, at one time I just got off of her. I was like, oh, wow, I forgot my gloves and just walked away. Uh, hello. <laughs> So was there, you know, did you have, you know, like the model, was it the heritage that you were after looking for or? I sat on Mandy the Machines Heritage last uh, Daytona and, and I loved it. I, you know, I knew that I could, I was tippy towing it. So I did have the bike lowered and now I have boots with a little bit of a heel. So yeah, I knew that I liked the fit. I knew it could bring me to travel longer distance. The Vulcan is, is she could take me anywhere. Hands mm-hmm. down. I didn't need another bike, but it's a, it's a want, not a need. And um, I wanted something a little bit more powerful. If, like I said, if Kawasaki would have came out with a bigger engine on that frame, then I would have another Kawasaki in the, in the garage. Mm-hmm. Kawasaki is uh, sleeping. They haven't made any changes on any of their bikes except for colors. So in my opinion, could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Dewey, I said, did you go to the museum in Cody? No, I did not. We were in Cody. We were riding. We were riding. <laughs> we, we, the very first night we went to a, a rodeo and they had a country dinner t- theater show. It was nice. And then they gave you entrance to another little cowboy town. So it was all about riding. We didn't really have that much time. We went to Yellowstone. We did Beartooth. We did Chief Joseph. And then we took off to uh, Montana. I just sat alone. That's a lot of miles. Just not one ride. All the areas and the area yeah. that you did cover. Yeah. So we had two. We had, the very first night that we got there, we went to that dinner show 
and the rodeo. And then the next night we went to Yellowstone. So, and then the day after we did um, Beartooth and Chief Joseph Scenic Byway, and then we were out, we went to Montana. So that's a whole day trip as well. Traveling from Cody to St. Mary's is where we stayed, which is at the base of the east entrance to Glacier National Park. Oh, big city. It's a geriatric. I love new belts. <laughs> yes. See? He knows. He knows. Big Smitty and his Goldwing. I know. Maybe Big Smitty will let me ride his Goldwing one time. See how brave. <laughs> See how brave you are, Smitty. <laughs> so when you you went up there, so is that like during the Sturgis time, and you just kind of left your trailer, you know, parked found a place to park it, and then you guys just took off on the bikes, or no, no, I travel with my dog, so he's right over there. So he oh, okay. comes everywhere. The R I R V. Um, Dan and, and Randy, they rode, and Miss Brenda, they rode, and I traveled in the RV, and that was it. We just do day trips from there, oh, and okay. then from my GPS took me a different way because of construction, and their GPS took them, you know, to get to, it took us like that. We met at the top, so, but yeah, gotcha. no, we traveled together, but separately, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Cause I'm towing, I'm driving my truck, towing the RV and the bike is in the back. And that we even did that again. We met up in Missouri for the Lake of the Ozarks rally in September. And then we went to Eureka Springs and then down to K river. I would love to go down through the Ozarks. I know I've, or thing on Facebook, they, you know, sign up, get a map, you know, information about the whole area and which I did say, so, Hey, why not? I like that kind of stuff. And uh, it looks like beautiful. I'd love to go down through that area sometime. Yes. I mean, there's yes. a lot of places. It's just, you know, you find more like, you know, people yourself, you hear these stories and, you know, you watch YouTube and all this stuff and you can build all kinds of stuff and dream plans and bucket list stuff, but it's just fun. I left the roads like they're from dan is from there so i just take me wherever you want to go and and randy is an awesome 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 writer as well as dan and his son josh and they took us down i'm like okay we're going to do this road okay we're going to do this road that we're going to do this road but i did not research the rides i'm in your hands you take me and you know i'm good <laughs> well <laughs> have you ever heard of the arkansas dragon no. Oh my word. In my opinion, hey, Brad. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, that was the most, um, that was the most challenging road for me because the road dips down. You're going to go uphill. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure you, you, there's two sides of the road, so you can come downhill. Um, so the road dips down to the left. And then it has like a hairpin turn, but it's not mm -hmm. a hairpin turn. It's a hairpin turn back up into itself. Does that make sense? So it's like a needle's eye, kind of like that. Mm -hmm. But imagine dipping down low and then coming back up into yourself, right? Right above the road where you came from yeah. at a 45 degree angle. And there's like four of those. So you sounds like, in. uh, 
When you were in South Dakota, did you do Iron Mountain Road? Yeah, I've done that a million times. Kind of <laughs> similar. I mean, what you're sounding I mean, kind of reminds me of the pigtail corners. No. How they wrap See, those, themselves up. Those are just circles, right? Yeah. They're, they're just circles, basically, right? Head and eyes. So, but same thing, head and eyes, but you're dipping down and hmm. then you're making an extreme right turn and you're going back uphill. That Weird. was the, yeah. yeah. So I was, I was really thinking about a trip to Port Angeles. Okay. So that was the most challenging road that I've ridden. I've ridden the back of the dragon, the tail of the dragon, the Iron Mountain Road, Needles. And yeah, I mean, I haven't been that far east, but no, I'd love, like to experience the do the tail of the dragon. I love to do the Blue Ridge Park. I think it'd be awesome. Yes, we did a little bit of that. I've driven some of that as well. The fog is crazy. Um, <laughs> but yes, in my opinion, that's the most challenging road that I've ridden. After riding and, and Needles Highway and Iron Mountain Road, I stay in Custer when I go to Sturgis. So I can just run over to Custer State Park and ride those rides mm -hmm. any okay. old time. So that I, that's the benefit of staying, not in Sturgis or Spearfish or even Rapid City, is that Custer is right there. Needles Highway is right there. Jump on, jump off, go, go about your day. <laughs> Get a right. little practice in if you know, you know. I love the roads, all the roads in South Dakota. Yeah, I've only seen the western side. and I mean, I've only been there the one time, but it was, God, absolutely gorgeous. I I know my wife and I definitely want to go back in a June, one of these summers, and spend a, at least a okay. week over there. There's so much stuff to see. There is so much to see. And there's a lot more further south as well. You know, just stuff off the bike. There's Wind mm -hmm. Cave National Park. There's Jewel Cave National Monument. Actually getting out to Mount Rushmore. Well, even and that going through like Keystone and going, spending time in Deadwood and right. some of those places, you know, I wanted to, but you know, three days is, that was not even close to Oh yeah, that's not. Then it got cut down good. to two days and oh, no. well for me, but yeah. But no, I, I agree. It, it's a beautiful area. Yes. I wish that the property wasn't so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's, it could be, it's a landing for me now. It's a landing place and a jump off point for me to go west. So I use Sturgis and the rally as my, okay, I'm going to be there for the, I like the week beforehand the best mm -hmm. because the population of RVs and trucks and that goes down and the bikes go up and people are like, Oh, I don't want to be there with 700 other thousand. I think 400 was last year. Well, I'd rather be with 400,000 other like-minded people than, you know, Jim and Sally from, you know, Maryland, sorry, yeah. Maryland, <laughs> who have never been out there and are looking for bison and they're not looking for me. Right. So, yeah, are there more bikes? But there hasn't been an issue for me. I mean... There was a no, little bit of I mean, a wait I... to get through Needle's Eye Tunnel. Okay. If that's the worst thing that happened to me in two weeks, that I had a little bit of a wait going through Needle's Eye Tunnel on one day, I'm okay. <laughs> well, then, and you kind of, you know, it's when you're there at that time, it's to be expected. I mean, you're going to go into right. going, all right, you know, we're, we're going to have some congestion. It's not going to be as quick flowing as, you know, if you were right. here a month ago. So, 
you know, everybody wants to see the sites and go check it out. So, you know, the roads are just going to be a little bit more congested and you just, you deal with it. But there's the thing about, because we were there in July and then I went back at the end of July into August for the rally. And there are just more four-wheeled vehicles that are not paying attention to motorcycles. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, I have a 20, uh, Ram 2500. It's hard to see what's going on on the other side of the, of the fender. Am I right? Right. The truck is up high. You can't see. So if they're looking for bison, they're not looking for me. So that's true. So I, I like the security of them knowing it's bike week and they're in the minority and (laughs) they know that there's going to be a motorcyclist coming around the corner as opposed to Jim and Sally from Maryland inside their minivan fighting with the kids in the back seat, looking for a bison. There goes, you know, a pronghorn or I, I, just because, you know, it's a valid point. And then if you're looking at the, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to go during rally time. The rates go up. Well, some of the campgrounds, the campground that I stay in, they don't raise their rates for Sturgis. So the further you stay away from Sturgis, the rates are going to be the same. There are hotels down in Custer. There's there's plenty of campgrounds, even within Custer State Park. The KOA, family-owned campgrounds. They have cabins. The showers, the bathrooms, everything is clean. So that's just me. That's my opinion. I know like a lot of people. What, half hour, 45 minutes from Sturgis? Uh. Probably about an hour 15, an hour 15, an hour 15 from to Sturgis. So about 45 minutes to Rapid City. All Mm -hmm. right. But what it does is it forces you to ride the roads and you get to learn them better, right? Yeah. So (laughs) sorry, Matt. (laughs) I I had to pick a state. You, Jim and Sally from Florida. How's that, Matt? (laughs) Yeah. Pick on that Sunshine State. Yeah, we'll pick on we'll pick on Florida. All right. Yeah, if it monkey's makes... not here, we can pick on Florida. <laughs> well, I live in Florida, so it's okay. okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> but you know, I think Florida is you know a motorcycle state. You know, <laughs> Maryland maybe not so much. Sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> so well, yeah. I don't know. I haven't been over the East Coast, so who knows. I can right. just see the pictures and videos. That's all I get to see. Spring of Mike wants to know if I've been to the Million Dollar Highway. I have not. And that is in the plans for this year. Uh, I'm going to spend two weeks in Colorado. So, um, geez Louise. Yes. So Million Dollar Highway, there's the Mount Evans. Mount Evans, right? Mm-hmm. It's the highest, highest paved uh, road. Yeah, Mount. Yeah, Mount, it is. It's right next to Pikes Peak. Yeah, Pikes Peak, Mount Evans, and Million Dollar Highway. Pick on Iowa. I'm used to it. Oh, I love <laughs> Iowa, Brad. Sheesh. <laughs> it's corn on the right and corn on the left. Yeah, Colorado would be beautiful. Yes. I've been to Colorado before, but I've never ridden in Colorado. So. 
No, wait, wait, Cheyenne. No, I haven't. I was so close. I was in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and I didn't travel a little bit further and ride. So that's my goal. So what, that's what season are you heading there for? Do you have an idea when you're going to be in there this year? That will be after Sturgis. I'm going to. Oh, okay. I'm going to go up back to Glacier and then make my way all the way down and eventually over to K River for um, Stubborn American. So okay. Just figure straight on down all the way from Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, and then scoot on past left. Yep. (laughs) Scoot on past uh, Texas, Amarillo by morning. And then before you know it, I'm in, uh, (laughs) I'm in K river. So handle. Yep. Head into the Bible belt. Yes. Yes. So it'd be good to ride other parts of Oklahoma. So I got to ride the Talamina scenic byway last year. It was beautiful. Oh, nice. It's different than riding in my experience um, because you're on top. The road is on top of the mountains. So you have a view to the left and you have a view to the right. I don't know. <laughs> you say mountains. It's sorry. It makes me laugh. I'm sorry. I didn't know there's mountains <laughs> in Oklahoma. I think well, they're you, hills. You, I, I've lived at sea level my whole life between New York City and now here in Florida. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you give me something over 400 feet and it's a mountain to me. <laughs> I'm going to start getting a nosebleed. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. <laughs> What's the elevation where you are? Uh, let's see. My house is like. 275 feet above sea level but i can look out my front window and i have the olympic mountains that are about six oh yeah well there you go that's on the that's on the plans i'm gonna stay in every state i've been to a lot of states but i haven't rv'd in all the states so that's my goal rving and riding in every state hey best of both worlds yes so well plus i mean it's nice you know something like that in the rv is your cost for you know you're not having to get a hotel every night. You're not Correct. having to go out to restaurants every night because, I mean, your house is behind you. You know, your your home is where you park it. And yep. you got all your all your amenities and everything you need. So, I mean, besides, you know, a fuel bill, it's the way to go. Yes. Because I, I think in the long run, it. if somebody wanted to travel and basically, you know, see all the states right everywhere, if they're trailering their vehicle or, you know, trailering the bike, taking a vehicle, well, then the hotel fees, food, all that, I mean. Right. You can probably do it in a third of the cost when you have an RV and you can just take it with you. Base camp out of it and go explore. Right. Fat Clyde wants to know how many of the lower 48. Oh, my goodness. From New York all the way down to Florida, including West Virginia, Kentucky, Indiana, Indiana, uh, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. So the entire eastern seaboard from New York down to Florida. This year I'll make it to Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. I don't know about Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. Those three. So Iowa, Michigan, (laughs) Wyoming, South Dakota, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas. We're going to do the state song. You're going to sing it? (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I'm working on it. There's still some some other oh. ones, you know. Out by you, obviously. I've never ridden out by you, and I've never been 
to that part of the country. I've been to California, but I haven't been to your part. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you hit central and then into northern parts of Washington. It is, it gets beautiful. You get up in the other areas, you know, like you're talking about um, Glacier. You know, you can get up through the North Cascades and the lakes up there are there that emerald green coming off the glaciers. And it's just, yes. it's beautiful country. And, you know, everybody, they think of Washington, you know, think of Seattle and whatnot. But you get an hour north of Seattle, all of a sudden you're in farmland, even on Interstate 5. Nice. On I-5. And it's northern Washington. I love it up through that area. It's beautiful country. Well, Dewey rides. He, he, he rides all in your area. Yeah, he'll and... be on in uh, two weeks. There we go. So mile his... post 93. 93. Good job. Dewey's in the side chat. Oh, yeah. Where are you? At? Where are you? At, he Dewey? was in there. Yeah, he's in there somewhere. I think he asked the question earlier. So, okay. There he is. Uh, yep. North Cascades is awesome. <clears throat> oh, Excuse it's me. absolutely amazing. I love it up there. Is that the green, 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 right? Because it's a, isn't it a rainforest up that way? Uh, no, you're up in the Hyde uh, Mount Baker National Park. And so you're up in big timber and right through the mountains. Oh, you're probably averaging, once you get up there, I'd say a 6,000 foot range all the way nice. across. And nice. it's, uh, Winthrop is on the east side. It's like an old western town still to this day. I mean, wooden sidewalks and it's a cool little tourist town. And then it's, about 130 miles across it. Wow. wow. And it is an absolute gorgeous ride. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it'll be next year. Next year is 2024. So maybe 2025. I'll make it Mount Rainier is a cool site to see. Oh, yeah. I know Dewey could probably understand. If you're coming from the east side across White's Pass, Highway 12, and you get about halfway, and it's like you round a corner, and the only thing in the sky is Mount Rainier slapping your face. And Ooh. Rainier's beautiful. What is that? Rainier's 14,000 feet. And wow. you get up there, and all of a sudden, you just round the corner. It's like, holy crap. And it's a beautiful sight. There's a big pull-off there, so people can pull off and take pictures. But, yeah, I mean, I love riding White's Pass. Chinook Pass is beautiful. You can come across from White's up uh, Cayuse, and you can go up the back switchbacks onto uh, – the highway literally switchbacks up on top of Chinook, and it's oh, wow. freaking awesome. It is the most epic ride. Nice. All right, twenty twenty five. I'm coming. Do we do it? Let me know. Good? I'll I'll <laughs> take you around. Nice. See, have you ridden with Dewey before or no? No, we actually we've never met up yet. I've been, you know, I've watched a lot of his videos and whatnot on YouTube. It's like, well, shit, I need to reach out. I mean, which was fun with him. It's it's fun talking with other people from the area. So as they're talking. You know, their stories, places they like. When you've been there, it's cool when you can relate and understand because you've also seen, you know, some of the area they might be talking about. So it's fun, you know, reaching out and, and doing this with, you know, people kind of from your home region of the country. And, right. you know, it adds a little bonus thing to it. But it's this is just so much fun for me, you know, reaching out with all these people and, and yes. hearing the stories, hearing the places they've been and the stories. And, man, I, I enjoy the heck out of it. It's so much fun. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. Like uh, when I go to Colorado, I hope to meet up with Adventure Tomac, who between Adventure Tomac and, and Dewey, their rides, their off-road rides are just spectacular. So, Oh, yeah. Hopefully. 
So your next trip, so what is that going to be? Maybe like a month long for you next this year, or including Colorado um, and everything? No, that is going to be half of July because of the H the HD one twenty rally. That that'll be the start of it. So July to August, August to September, September to October. So three months. Nice. That'll be three months out on the road. This year I came back twice to break it up. And this year I'm just going to stay out on the road. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, that's just me. I'll send you something to see. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Tomek is the man. He is much better rider than I am. I am amazed at the places he can get to. Oh, you both of you. So, and hopefully I can get something dual sporty-ish. Something to fit my stature. I would and, love to get a dual sport adventure yeah. bike. And just, I mean, especially in the Northwest, with all the BDR roads, the Forest Service and area. Oh, man, it'd be so much fun. I mean, I used to trail ride a lot of that stuff, but I think an adventure bike would, would be a blast. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see if they ever come out with the Pan America 975. You know, they have two years to get it right <laughs> or get it wrong and then have a used model because I'm only going to drop it. <laughs> Hey, you never know, but you know, you know, stuff happens, especially when you're playing with the off-road land. Yeah, I just want, not necessarily off-road, but that would be great, is that I want to I want to travel to Alaska, and I really don't want to take either one of the bikes that I have. They're not meant okay. yeah, for, I got you. for the roadways up there. So, And Dewey has actually been there, and I'm waiting for him to turn his videos. They were before he had his channel. So he sent me them, but he needs to put them out on this channel. Now I'm calling you out. Ha! <laughs> or so, you think, you know, you're talking the, you know, low center gravity and seat height. And right. I know I've sat on one I haven't ridden on is actually the uh, the Royal Enfield Himalayan. That oh, thing could be a fun Rogers. bike. Right. Okay. And priced great. I mean, it, I think it's a 450. But God, the price tag on them, you can't beat it. They are yeah, just... Come with the panniers and you got all the stuff on them. It could be a fun little adventure bike. Lame. Okay. That's a really good suggestion. Dewey, how come you didn't suggest that one? <laughs> <laughs> because Adventure Tomek and, and Dewey, they're always throwing out bikes. And then Justin, who is Smokey the, the van, he threw out a couple of suggestions. And I'm like, I'm 5'2 with short legs. So, you know, I want something that can handle the roads in Alaska and the heritage and, and, the Vulcan are not it. I don't want to do that to them. I don't treat my yeah. toys that way. <laughs> you know, they're yeah, always... they always get dirty. That's for sure. Right. I'm not, you know, and that too, but you know, the gravel and kicking up, it's just yeah. the paint that I would, I would lose my mind. <laughs> oh, I understand. I would lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's some unforgiving. Yeah. The rock chips and dings and yes. yeah, I wouldn't want to do it either. Yes, and and Jono seven five three. Yes, I have seen uh, some of Itchy Boots. Her videos are awesome, epic, and God bless her. <laughs> I got so. the, the fire. It's cool. Okay. Down. Got oh, you're good. I can still hear you. I got you. I got you. There we go. All right. I can't answer back, guys, because I'm watching you on the on my phone. Well, then I had you on the screen. Then it would have to. It would have an echo. There we go. You'll see, Dewey. You're go. only two weeks. <laughs> XAN. That's biker. gonna be a fun one too. Yes. 
He's seen a he lot has, of places, and it's yeah, it's fun. A lot, a lot, a lot of experience. Maybe by then he'll have a suggestion. But the Himalayan, what did you say? The Himalayan. Yeah, it's made by Royal Enfield. A lot of mm-hmm. I know they're at a lot of Harley dealerships for sale. Right. That's no, I, I, I have one. seen it, and they're, and they're very well priced. Mm-hmm. I think it was like and, six grand. And then a used one 59. would be even better priced. <laughs> yeah, because then you got to buy all the other crap. Two or three years, I think they've been out now. At okay. least maybe in the United States, but yeah, they're they look pretty freaking cool. It'd be a fun. What is his name? Know. He's up by you in in Washington. Um, he puts out a video every single day. And he his wife ha- or he has a Himalayan. Well, he works at a. I'm not sure. <sighs> Come on, help me out there, side chat. Um, Sean, Sean. He puts out a video every single day. Yeah, even doing so. The Himalayan's a good bike. I'm just no, not sold on the reliability for the price. Okay. And what you get, it is a good package. Well, we're talking a, a, an Alaska adventure, and then, you know, <laughs> it's not I think my friend. the one thing I've heard people, they've, you know, kind of just played with sprocket size to change the gearing down. But, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, for the price, there's... Sean Smoke. There we go. Sean Smoke. And and he has two channels. He has Sean Smoke and then he has Smoke something or other. And he puts out a video every single day. And he's from Jesus. Yes. Yes. I'll have to check it out. I'm not yeah. sure. I've... And he oh, has a whole garage full of bikes. And I, I know at when I last checked in with him, he had a Himalayan. And I think that was his wife's bike. So Yes, yeah, smokes, M S M A O K, O A O A K. No, a little yeah, O A K. Yeah, O A K, O A K. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> yep. Nice. Yep. There we go. Sean Smoke. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. <laughs> every single day, I give anybody that does a, a a video every single day the Badgers, Bert, the Beard. Some that's dedication. A that's a lot of work. It that's is. Of, and then Sean Smoke, who has two channels, but he doesn't put out a video on on both channels, just the one. Smokes, whatever, the other channel. So, what kind of he stuff have you done with the uh, uh, with your heritage? <laughs> oh, he's well, Travis is so he lives. I think he lives in Toledo. Oh no, shit, that's not that far. Yeah, that's like two How and a half. Him and he works. He's a he's a mechanic. He works. On Can-Ams, he works on the bikes. He works at a dealership. Hmm. They just changed the name about a year ago, so I don't recall the name. Um, between, yeah, he lives in, Jack, what's the name of the dealership that he works at? <laughs> um, so right out of the gate, I had the bike lowered before I even before I even saw it. it. I bought the bike in West Virginia while I was there, um, and I appreciated the uh, young man that helped me out. I ordered it. <clears throat> went about my travels the wrong bike came in because i didn't want the chrome or spoke wheels i like the black doubt look and the mag wheels so he's like uh your bike came in and it has chrome and it has the chrome oh nope bad word <laughs> don't talk those bad words to me <laughs> so he's like okay no problem <laughs> So Vancouver, Washington is where the dealership is located. So then they reordered it. And when I was done with um, 
after Sturgis, I went to Iowa and visited with Iowa hog riders. Thank you so much for your hospitality. And we visited the Field of Dreams and we did a lot of riding. From there, I went to West Virginia and picked up the bike. The first thing I had done was I had it lowered because I'm short. And they put on the mustache uh, crash bars for me. Oh, nice. Yeah. Then I actually, on the way to West Virginia, went to Indianapolis to pick up the saddlebag crash bars of which Mandy the Machine and iPhone Tim, iPhone Tim put them on for me. And the dealership gave me a gift card, so I changed the grips. That was the first things that I did. Then at Lake of the Ozarks, I had custom dynamics, uh, the turn signals put in, front and rear. And then I Those changed. Those so nice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I, I'm amazed at how actually simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I did my taillights, rear blinkers, front blinkers in less than 10 minutes, all of them. Yeah. I mean, it is 100. They, pop the lenses off, put the new LEDs in and new covers, and boom, bam, done. And then even though the the Heritage came with an LED taillight, brake light, um, I changed that out because I wanted it smoked out, right? Because the lenses, yeah. so, I, so it would be uniform across. So all three are smoked. And so that is all that I have done. I put the zero cup holder and I put the zero charger, ran the line underneath the tank put another little charger on there, but I have some other stuff in the garage that little by little I'll uh, be changing. Like I bought the, um, the module to turn, to change the uh, turn signals into running lights. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. So they turn into running lights, brake lights and turn, turn signals. Yeah. Right. And then they flash, it flashes the brake light itself. Right. Did you Tender. get the one through uh, custom dynamics. Yes. Which is nice. It's probably the same one that I have. I mean, I have an old one, but when they when I got my new ones, they sent me a new one where you can actually also adjust the brightness of your lights, and you can change patterns for how many times you yes. want to. Uh, it has ten different times patterns. Flash. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Big James, the Kawasaki is coming back. I have a, a whole ton of videos that I haven't even edited yet. So, <laughs> so yeah, I started off the year going to Maryland and Tennessee to West Virginia and then to North Carolina and rode the Cherahala Skyway, the tail of the, the, yeah, the tail of the dragon, all hellbender, whatever, all the rides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many different named rides out the Rattler. So, so many different named the Blue Ridge Parkway. So the Kawasaki's coming back, the strobe module. Thank you, Corey. Who gives someone a seizure? <laughs> well, I think now they have the uh, the module for the horn. So you hit your horn, it'll flash all your lights. Will it? That's mm-hmm. fancy. <laughs> all right. I'll have to check into that. So I have that and a couple of other things going on soon. Nice. Uh, yeah. The, the bike gets hot. So the, my bike does not have um, heat guards. Oh, right up underneath the... Right. The they don't tank. make them. So I have some f- that are made for Road King, and I'm going to see if I can make that happen. If not... Well, you think even if made for the Road King, it's the same frame. Uh, you would hope. Well, so. no, because your heritage is soft. It's, uh, no, it is different. Softail doesn't have the same same frame as the uh, Baggers. Glue. 
<laughs> Make it fit. We, we, we yeah. have ways of, listen, I'm kidding. I'm not, I, you know. Well, I mean, it's, you it's, think it's it should, there shouldn't be a whole lot of difference with the tubing down back there besides right. shock location for the soft tail. So I don't know. It's even if I have to make a hole, drill a hole through, it's plastic, right? Yeah. So if I have to drill a hole, an extra hole, I'm it's under the seat. Yeah. You, extra you won't see it. Zip tie and heavy duty right. zip tie. Zip, that's on there. Yeah. So Can't I'm see not. It. Who cares? As long as it works, I, it was so. And Jack, I think, was the one that said it was. Hot, it, I was in Dallas, and I was at a traffic light that was just super long and the bike just was too hot i had to shut it off at the traffic light that's i felt like my pants were on fire Ooh. so and the that's Kawasaki, right Dewey. what's that <laughs> enough zip ties anything will fit that's, that's right. right i can make it fit shoot <laughs> stick it underneath the seat and <laughs> oh, i'm yeah. sure that there's i'm sure that there's a bolt because it, whatever i haven't really yeah. taken a look at it there's got to be a bolt on underneath the seat somewhere where i can just make an extra hole drill a hole through it it's plastic what what could happen right Brian? Says, get some jug heads <laughs> yeah that is true but yeah i mean i had those plastic uh covers up on top of mine to help you know they say help deflect the heat especially from that rear cylinder because the pipe's coming out right underneath your legs right exactly um um, Jack, I live in Florida, the sunshine state. So I live on the sun. Um, <laughs> I know all about it, but it was just that traffic light was so long. Shut it off. Well, plus you get in the heat. I mean, you got, you're in the heat. You got that radiant heat coming off the road and right. you, know, you got the engine. I mean, it, it gets freaking hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've experienced it here in Florida, but that was just, that was just a little bit painful. He's <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. It, it, I felt like my, my pants were on fire. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> so that's it. Shut the bike off and stood on this side of the bike <laughs> like that. Just to, I got my, what? Oh, okay. Look at that. Big James just got his love jugs delivered. Great minds. Bailing wire and duct tape. You're right. I listen. I carry duct tape everywhere. <laughs> hey, duct tape I, will I make have it work. a besides my sockets. I'd have a little Dewalt mini duffel bag, and inside there, there is some bailing wire. There's zip ties, electrical tape, Gorilla tape, That's and some it. other little odds and ends things. You just you never know. I'd rather pack too much little things and than not have it. And it's true. Know. Yep, yep, yep. I love it. Uh, you love staying here. Okay. It's well. It's cool. Does it get hot? Hot? It can get hot. Yeah. Okay. It, I mean, it doesn't get in the summer. The last few summers, we've had a few days where we were up close to a hundred, but it we're generally in the a good day in the summertime here is you know mid to high eighties is pretty warm. But the last few summers, we have gotten warmer than normal. Uh, global warming. <laughs> no they don't call it that anymore it's climate change you gotta get oh climate change terminology. My, apologies. my my apologies i i i misspoke <laughs> i think i would love i love it listen every place that i've been to in the country has just been beautiful you know some good... oh, they all have their i agree i mean every state has their little hidden gems and their yep. 
the things that just make them beautiful. I mean, yes. we live in an amazing place. You just got to take the time to explore some of these places and get off the, the big super slabs and, and explore and see what you have between your own borders. It's a beautiful place. I agree. And we're going up to Americade, Miss Keltfire and myself. Nice. And yes, girl trip. <laughs> Are you going to go up to Laconia? I am. But what they did this year, usually Americade runs into Laconia. And now there's a week in between them because it's the 100th yeah. anniversary. And I think it's the 80th for Americade. So there's a week in between. So from Americade, I'm going to go to Maine, which is in Lake George. I'm going to go to Maine. And then from Maine, I'm going to go to Laconia. So that would be awesome. I use the rallies as a jump off point, right? So hey, why not? Yeah, I mean, you know you, you're retired now, and you you did your service. So no, I think that's awesome when people can actually retire and then be able to enjoy the stuff they want to do. And yeah, you see so many things where so many of these people retire. I mean, I know like from the mill I used to work at, you see, you'll hear phone calls. You know, hey, so and so he passed away, and it's so sad to see people work everything. They retire. Right and they don't get to enjoy it. So it's it's awesome when you see people that, that do get to, and it's, you know, what we all strive for. You work all this time, and you want to enjoy those years. Throttle Down Under wants to know when I'm going to go visit him. I would love, <laughs> I would, I've, I've been to Australia. Uh, that was in 1998, and I would love to go back. I, I do want to go back. We just have to figure out the money, <laughs> you know, yeah. because... RVing is not cheap, right? True. I mean, it, it's cheaper in my opinion that I have my house with me and it's cheaper for an RV site than it is for a hotel room. It's cheaper with food, but I still have to buy the food, right? Than going out and spending money on three meals a day. Oh, absolutely. Right. So in, in that sense, but I still have to make the RV payment. So We'll see. We'll see. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I mean, we did that, my wife and I, my wife and I, for many years, when uh, our kids are doing sports and, and my daughter doing horses, we, you know, would take my dad's motor home because you're at some of these places where baseball could be five, six days or, you know, three days down at a horse show somewhere like Tacoma. And when you don't have to pay the hotel fees on top of the, like you're saying, the restaurant, eat three meals a day. And when you can right. pack everything with you, it is, it saves money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, eggs and bacon, you know, how much really does that cost? And then I pack a sandwich for the day and, you know, a bottle of water and I put um, a, a Pedialyte, you know, so I, I, that's good. You know, like mm -hmm. it's just so cost efficient in that way. So yeah. that's but that's the only way that I can afford to do all the traveling is to really budget the food and, you know, not eat out as much. That's mm -hmm. you really have to take advantage of the fact that you're bringing your kitchen with you and use your kitchen. And even if it's, you're cooking outside, you understand what I mean, but you have to, yeah. you have to self-contain and you have to cook and not eat out as much. Yep. Well, you're just defeating the purposes and it's going to cost you a lot more. So. What well, we did, you know, like uh, last year when I did my Monsters Over Mountains ride for Mile Monsters, I went and bought a really nice, a decent, not real nice, it's one of the Ozark Trail, but it's 
heavy insulation, it's a soft one, but took the backrest out and it would mount perfectly in my back seat between oh. me and my tour pack. So then I went and froze like five water bottles that were frozen. Yep. And then filled, you know, like I said, I took some uh, Propel. And then actually one of the other guys, Sean, had liquid IV. And we put, you know, those in some of the water bottles. So as they're, you know, you're getting fuel, drink some water. Absolutely. And stopped that way. Ended up actually the ones that were frozen, stayed frozen the whole 35 hours they were in the cooler. But kept everything else cold and, you know, doubles my backrest. But then I had, you know, threw some snacks in there and plenty of fluids yep. to stay hydrated because i know like day one we rode for 21 hours straight rode oh my thousand, thousand twenty miles and like 21 hours so we got caught in some road construction on the north cascades highway as we zigzagged all the cascade passes up wow. over the north cascades back over stevens over snoqualmie down to canyon road then we went up another one we went up over schnook pass Cayuse pass white's pass and ran out by spokane to ritzville down to Umatilla, Oregon, and then we stopped in Arlington, Oregon, and Hobo camped in a city park parking lot. You know, <laughs> seven of us on the motorcycles took over a little corner, slept for shit, I think two and a half hours, got back up and back on the road and up over Mount Hood and up the coast of Washington back to Port Angeles. And oh, wow. We rode 1,550 miles in 35.5 hours. Wait, say that again. 1550 miles in 35.5 hours wow wow it was so much fun <laughs> i tell you what that when we i know, know i can't do that but our little hobo, that was funny i'll send you a picture of our little hobo camp in this parking lot i've never slept so hard for two and a half hours of my life where i felt like i slept for 10 hours and went calling all right get up we got to get on the road and my <laughs> jesus christ we just went to bed <laughs> oh but it was it was so much fun and you know we we did what we did, which was riding, and we ended up raising a, a good amount of money for Mile Monsters and helped support these boys live their best lives that are battling a 100% fatal disease right now. And we'll be doing it again in August for Monsters Over Mountains 2.0, and we're going to do another route and do it all again. Nice. That's you know, awesome. And for me, that's an organization that I've, you know, grown fond of and is, is, you know, you get to know some of these little, the younger boys, you know, are the heroes of it is what we call them. And it's, it's sad as a person's a parent. I just, I can't imagine you feel for the parents, but these little boys. So, you know, besides raising money to help them, we're also basically trying to get it out in the public eye, raise awareness. Because what's sad is I read statistics that they say it affects one in 5,000, which is Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. But the government still says it's a rare disease, so it doesn't get it gets pennies on the dollar when it comes to funding and science. Oh. Well, if you can get it out, there's more people see it. We can raise awareness, get it to where they're you know they can classify it as a a common disease. Then they can get a ton more, yeah. as more science, more funding, and with the hopes that maybe someday we can find a cure for this, and these young boys won't have to fight a fatal disease. And oh. that's the goal. And I'm honored to be part of my monster <laughs> organization and I enjoy doing what I do to help them. Even if it's, you know, I mean, you can't make all the events, but it's like, you know, I'll share the posts, share all the stuff. And, you know, I do my little deal, my ride. And I'm part of the, this year we have the monster 100, 100 riders riding 100 days at a hundred thousand miles, which so actually they have to they, ride 1000 miles for a hundred days straight. But it's 100 different riders. So it opens May 4th. It closes oh, okay. August 11th. You signed up for a day. And 
the goal of this one was Drew, one of the young boys, needs a wheelchair van. And so we we're going to, you know, 100 riders, right, put it out. Well, it filled up in 50 hours. Oh, wow. 100 spots. That's and fantastic. There was more people said, hey, we still want to do this. So, you know, I think part of it was they realized the cost of the van is not cheap. Hmm. And then also the wheelchair accessories, the lift and everything was more than what the end goal was. So now it opened to 200 riders, two riders every day. And each one, you know, the goal is that rider can raise $1,000. And after 100 days of 200,000 miles of 200 riders, we hope to raise $200,000. Wow. And we'll have the end of the road celebration where the boys are being flown up to Sturges. And August 11th will be the last day where Chris Hopper will close the ride out because this ride was modeled after his 100-day, 100,000-mile ride. And all the boys will be there, and we'll have a big celebration. And Big James, I'm in Port Angeles, Washington. Wow. I think he said he's like 10 minutes outside of Umatilla when I was watching the side chat before I got sidetracked (laughs) on the squirrel talking stories. I give up to you guys. I know that I cannot ride a 1,000 miles. It's just not. Seattle DDK, man, don't make me hit that block button, buddy. Well, maybe it's in 24 hours. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I've done a few of them, and. It does seem intimidating, but I think when I did my first one three years ago, you get down to that 700 mile mark, mm-hmm. you know, like I had mapped mine all out on Google Maps. So I had it on my phone, you know, different places because I rode Port Angeles, Washington to Missoula, Montana, over Lolo Pass, down the Panhandle to Boise, kind of looped around Boise and then went to Kuna, which is just southwest of Boise, borders Meridian, Idaho, where my brother yep. lives. And I was coming down through the panhandle, and it's like, okay, cool, three hours to go, you know, 200-something miles. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And then it's like, you know, you got the sunset coming, and you see that clock really start going backwards. It's like you got a second wind. It's like, fuck, this was awesome. And just, nice. you know, you're going through one of those cool areas that, for me, I hadn't been down through the panhandle and just seeing the sun setting over the mountains. And, oh, it was just, it was epic and awesome. And I think that last bit of it, you get that adrenaline going. It's like, fuck yeah, I'm almost done, Helen. <laughs> the most I've so, written yeah. in a day is 600. But I guess with a little bit of rest, then you get that second wave, right? Oh, yeah. And that was, that wasn't in, I don't know, we started, that was 12 hours. It took us, but we also visited. A, yeah. Uh, that we, we rode from. New Jersey to the Flight 93 Memorial and rode all around there and visited. And, you know, it's a very solemn place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, took our time there. So that wouldn't, that w- included the 12 hours. So, but um, yeah, 600 miles was the my most. No, I mean, so it's I still, that's still a good day. I mean, everybody has. Everybody has their limits or, you know, okay, I just want to go this far. And, hey, that's cool. I mean, everybody has different, you know, we're not all the same. Everybody does enjoy doing some things and some people do. And, hey, just you you enjoy your ride in the, I guess, guess, you know, without visiting a a destination Mm -hmm. and we stop to eat. That's true, too. We did stop and eat in a restaurant. So, I mean, it's possible. I haven't tried it, though. (laughs) I definitely need a power nap. (laughs) because i haven't even even yeah and i haven't driven i've driven for 15 hours towing the trailer i did that coming back from sturgis 
and I think it was day two, and we were trying to outrun a tropical storm hurricane. Stevie, the military biker is here. Whoa! (laughs) Is he? Where is he at? There he is. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hi, Stevie. So, yeah. So I was actually caravanning with Tullis in life, and we were coming. They At the time, he him and his family lived in the Atlanta area. So um, when we got to Atlanta, he's like, listen, we're just one more exit. We're going to stop for gas and blah, blah, blah. He's like, you need to stop. And him and his brother took turns driving. And it was just me and my rig. And he's like, you know, we've been on the road for 15 hours. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, no, you've been on the road for 15 hours. You you need to stop. <laughs> and and, and oh, yeah. I had gotten caught with Hurricane Matthew. Hurricane Matthew came and, and hit I-95 in South Carolina and flooded I-95. So I was coming down from New York, <laughs> closed the window, damn cold in Wyoming. <laughs> um, so I went 81 to 87, which is going inland on the other side of Atlanta to 85. And you could feel Hurricane uh, Matthew hitting that far over. And I didn't want to get caught in, in the mountains when the tropical storm or the hurricane, whatever we were running from. But uh, he was like, no, you need to stop. You can't drive anymore. You shouldn't drive anymore. So. Yeah. But I mean, and yeah, everybody has, I mean, for me, it's like I, I drive 12, 14 hours a day every day driving truck. Right, right. I gotcha. I gotcha. It's been long days, but oh well, I only go Monday through Friday and I'm home every night, so I'll take it. Okay, that's cool. Stevie, actually, we have got mine down, so anymore I've, you know, got a system down that works, so it's usually like 12 hours and I'm done. Okay. 12 and a half-ish, so that's cool. That's 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 usually what I drive is is 12. But 15 was pushing it that day. I guess we for a long day. It. I remember when my daughter was going to college in Pullman on the other side of the state. I, there was a couple times where I did the drive from here over and back in the same day and that was like fuck 14 to 16 hours it's like fuck not doing that anymore i'm just gonna go and i'll get a hotel halfway back or vice versa just it made for a long freaking day yikes like leave at six seven in the morning and you get home at about midnight like damn yeah that'll do it that's for sure stevie we were talking about your favorite road yes the going to the sun road which is my favorite road, but it, I might have to hit that this summer. It might, it might happen. You have to make a, um, a reservation so that, you know, it costs it's not going to happen then now. <laughs> no, no. Well, it, it, you, they're trying to limit the amount of people on the road. Yeah. They have that in th- three different parts that I know of. Um, Glacier, I think Rocky mountain, you have to make a reservation and Acadia also you have to make a reservation hmm. wait see what a road he said stunning so yeah. it costs two dollars for a three-day pass but there was still, no it's not bad at all this way it gives you a block but let's say you wanted uh today is january 29th so the system's not open yet i think it opens in march so it's like a two-month window so today you would book for march 29th Oh, okay. That makes sense. So you have to have an idea of when you're going to be there. What about exact timing of the day? Or do you just get a pass no, for the day? No, you're good for the entire day. Huh. 
Okay. Now, if you're staying it within the park or no, you're no. going to an attraction in the park and you can prove that you have, like we did a boat ride in the, um, the other entrance to many, many glaciers, many glacier singular is north on the Northeast side. And had that been a part of the going to the sun road, we wouldn't need the reservation. Our tickets to the boat oh, ride would have okay. been enough. Oh, nice. So, but that's in a different part of the park. Doesn't count for the going to the Sun Road. <laughs> oh, okay. Good so, to know. Yeah. The, you, you know what it is? If you know you're going to go to a park, follow them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Because you get, the, too. Yeah, yeah, you, you get the most up to date. That's the best way to get stay up to date. Because if there's an alert, kind of like Yellowstone, when Yellowstone was closed because of the flooding, it, the phone was just dinging one after the, you know, like, this is closed. The whole oh, park, yeah. they closed the whole park. Then the southern part of the park was open. Then they went to the reservation system to limit the amount of visitors as well. So it, it just makes sense. You know, every national oh, park. Stevie, that would be awesome. Denver, we should meet. Yeah, we're going to meet. Stevie and I are going to, well, we met last year. We'll, we'll talk. We're going to ride it. <laughs> but we're definitely going to ride it, hopefully. Hopefully he's off during the week so we can ride so and now there's no uh-oh so babe you told me no what uh-oh hey i didn't say anything about a new bike uh-uh i haven't even said that i don't have plans for that yet yeah uh oh are you getting a new bike no i'm not getting a new bike <laughs> is she getting not for a couple bike? years is she getting a new bike no she wants oh. a yukon we got rid of our yukon and She's got oh. the, the new Trailblazer RS, and I was coming. I had to go up to my dad's the other day, grab the chainsaw, and I'm coming back home, and I see her pulling into the car lot. And I'm like, <laughs> get out of the car lot. <laughs> Call her on the phone. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> Good you job, baby. Yukon. I'm like, I don't need a Yukon. Yes, yes. I'm supposed to meet with Wrench Bender Nick and his brother Springer Mike also when I go to Wyoming. So, dude, those two guys are so awesome. I fucking love those guys. <laughs> I know they will be here this summer at my house for four days. Oh, sweet. So that'll be fun to take them around the peninsula and we're going to have a good time. I'm excited to meet them. Got them a cool route planned here and got some great ideas. Tell them, you know, for them heading back through Washington to Idaho. I got a, some cool <laughs> places they can hit up and, you know, highways they can go to. Traveling it, you know, staying off the main interstates, but taking the back highways with some awesome views and scenery. It's going to be so much fun. So, Ranch, Ranch Bender Nick, that's like a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, do you live close to Chief Joseph? Ranch uh, Bender Nick and uh, and Springer Mike are in Gillette, Wyoming. They're in Gillette. All right. So that is on the other side of the Bighorn Mountains. But that's okay because I would love to ride through the Bighorn Mountains. I have driven through them, but I have not ridden through them. So that's exciting. So we might make that happen, hopefully. And then, um, how are they close to, oh, we could go to Little Bighorn. Yes, think, what are they, like an hour and a half from Sturgis? I remember, because yeah. we went through Gillette, we went that way. Of course, they came and stayed with us. Uh, when we were over there the summer for the Hoka Hay send off, they came and stayed at the uh, campground with us. Oh, that's 
cool. Yeah, Seth Serpentis came up from Texas, and he was with yes, us that for I remember. four or five yeah. days, and then mm-hmm. Wrenchbender Nick and and Mike came out and hung with us for the weekend too. And I was always oh, so much fun. Excellent, excellent. I look forward to that. Brothers for life. Yes. So Gillette, how far is it from Gillette to the Bighorn Mountains? I want to know, Nick. <laughs> Yeah, Nick, how far? <laughs> I'm trying to recall and I don't because, you know, like there's so much going on when you're driving. There's so much in that area. It's so. From Devil's Tower and you yes. know, you're coming into the Badlands. and. But the Bighorn Mountains are beautiful. Uh, you know, they're just not somewhere. I'm the planner. Springer and Denver are planning our route and surprisingly. Uh-oh. Oh, you. So it's going to be tough for him because he seems like he's always in control, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's not going to have control over the route. <laughs> not the route coming or going. He, he's he's along for the ride and going to have an epic fun Ooh, adventure. Wee. Three it's hours nice. to the bitters. It's not. Listen, when when Randy and and Dan took me all around um, Arkansas, I, you just got to let go and and go with it. Go with the flow. Oh, he's going to have a fun trip. Trust me. You're going to see some awesome beautiful country all right so nick is saying that it's three hours from gillette to the bighorn okay i can go up the northern bighorn drop down i think the key towns and come over the southern bighorns it's an it is oh see it was an epic drive so i know i want to go back and ride it yeah (laughs) he says he's twitching he's already having a fit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gonna put this poor man <laughs> oh my god that's craziness yes it's absolutely beautiful except when i was going over the bighorn mountains i was behind a class a um gas and he just was struggling and it was terrible because he should have pulled over he had about 20 opportunities to pull over and let everyone behind him go past him and he did not so that's just poor, very, very poor. Um, you know, you you drive, you know. Yeah, I drive one of those. I mean, there, I don't know. I mean, you should pull over. I know, like in Washington, if you're delaying more than five vehicles, you need to slow down and let them over. There are some spots, like on the, you know, the, the highway where I drive. Most time, my first trip in the morning. I mean, I'm leaving Port Angeles where I live at three in the morning. But some afternoon, it's like there's one pull off, but I know I'm like two miles after that pull off, the highway then goes to two lanes. Like if I pull off that one little pull off, you're on a blind corner and it is so hard to get back out. It's like <laughs> it's two lanes and two miles cars. I don't care. I'll piss you off. <laughs> I mean, most time, I mean, you know, if I'm loaded and you know what, I mean, I get over the, some of the longer hills I got to pull. I hit the shoulder, hit my four ways and, you know, because I'm pulling right. slower up the hills when I mean, wash I'm loaded. I'm 105,500 pounds. So some of these long, steep grades, it's like I'll do 35, 40 up them. And in that 60 mile an hour is on the highway. Cool. I'll hit the shoulder. I'll let the cars go by me and the top of the hill where it says no more shoulder driving. Well, then I got to get back on the highway. But I usually, you know, I, I'm courteous because I know what it's like to be on the other end of that too. So, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know whether they were new RVer. It was, a, it wasn't a diesel. It was a gas and they had a toad behind it, but nothing on the toad. So, I I don't know. I don't. It was just there were twenty cars behind. There were twenty other 
vehicles, including myself and a couple of other campers, you know, RVs that were toy haulers and fifth wheels. And I don't know. It was just, it was not cool. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, so big James. No, Chief Joseph, that's, you're that's talking Chief Joseph in South Dakota, right? No, Chief Joseph is in Wyoming. Yeah. So, no, yeah, yeah Hell's Canyon is a little far away from that. You're talking Washington, Idaho area there. Yeah. And then Chief Joseph and and then. Um, but that is a beautiful ride up through Hell's Canyon. Is it? Oh, yeah, along the Snake Where's River. Where is that? In Idaho? Oh, uh, yeah, by Washington, Idaho. Big James, we're going to do that when I go to Idaho next year. <laughs> Pendleton's awesome. You head south at a 395 out of Pendleton, and that is a beautiful ride, too. There's some good riding over there, some good places. Highway, got to think when it hits Oregon, it becomes Highway 3. We go by Enterprise, and it's a long, twisty, it's a beautiful road. I can't remember the exact highway name. It's <clears throat> slipping my mind. And I, I can't, oh. Oh, yeah, do we? Yeah, 84 from there to Legrand. That's a good ride. Idaho Falls? Where's that? Jack is asking. HC Travel. Uh, Idaho Falls is just by, on the other side. It's like a half hour from Jackson Hole. Half hour, 45 minutes from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's just, you oh. go over Jackson to the Tetons and you cross <laughs> into Idaho and Idaho Falls is right there. Oh, is it? A lot oh, okay. cheaper place to stay than Jackson, Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole, right. No, I'm staying uh, northwest of Jackson Hole when to, when I go to visit uh, Grand Tetons, Jackson Hole, Wind River Canyon. Wind, yeah, Wind River Canyon. Some beautiful riding through there as well. So I'm excited for that. Like yeah, nobody so talks about the Wind River Canyon area, and it I looks I've heard of it. Gorgeous. Yeah, because when we left Rapid City. This summer, we rode from there all the way to Idaho Falls. It was like a 13-hour day. And I'll tell you what, central Wyoming, going through the middle, that sucks. There's nothing. Yeah. It's boring. Right. Don't do it. <laughs> Find a different way. There's a lot of oil derricks, and there's a lot of antelope, and that's about all there was. Gotcha. But then you get to the Tetons. That was awesome. But, yeah, we, you know, you pass through Jacksonville. You got over there, and like I say, you know, a lot, a lot more reasonable when it came to, you know, finding a hotel place to stay and. That was kind of our route because we were surprised. And my, you know, my best friend was like my brother in uh, Kuna, Idaho. He had no idea we were coming. It was like we got checked into a hotel that night, and he texted me, "Hey, where are you guys at?" And it's like we'd all turned off all of our location, all of our social media shit. And like, I literally opened the map and picked some little town in Montana. I uh, we're in yeah Harrison, Montana tonight. Oh fuck! <laughs> I thought you guys had come this way. Oh no, dude, I got to be to work. You know, we can't make that. And his whole family knew we were coming. He's the only one that didn't. <laughs> so then it was the next day from Idaho Falls to his house, only like I think three and a half, four hours to Kuna and surprised him and hung out for a day there, which was a lot of fun. So you're saying Idaho Falls is on the other side of Teton Pass. That's 20, right? That's Route 20 or 10? Uh, I don't right? know. Let me look. I mean, I, I I drove it because we went to we went from Jackson Hole to shoot um grand tar grand tar g to go skiing so we had to drive the teton pass but i don't recall if it's 20 or 10 help me out that there. is it's a like steep that. pass i'm trying to my and we did it in the snow 
and I we did a signal in my shop. Uh, Highway 22. Highway 22. Okay, there yeah. we go. Yeah, I have I have a picture of me standing there, and you know, like the poles that you know, there's no barriers in the wintertime because they push all the snow off the side of the cliff. <laughs> yeah, because remember we got Fuel and Victor, which is not far at all, and which is just on the Idaho side. Okay. And then there was a, you could take 26 right over into Idaho Falls. Okay. And so I think maybe from Victor to Idaho Falls is 40 minutes, maybe 45, I think something there, but 45 to an hour. And yeah, we crashed there. It was a good place. Nice. All right. Nice little side trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's cool. That is cool. I'm looking forward to this year. We're riding uh you know there's a big the famous bridge is just goes over hell's canyon is just outside of <clears throat> boise i want to say down by twin falls i think is where it's at yeah that's the big fucking bridge the uh perrine memorial bridge which is by twin falls idaho All which right. is a little ways from you're just southeast of Boise, say 45 oh. minutes. Which is not close to Jackson. That's further north. Uh, you're no from Jackson to Boise, you're west, but you're about four hours, four and a half hours probably. Yeah, no, not making that. <laughs> I'll save that for my- uh, Living, what's up, buddy? My, uh, yeah, no, it's a good place. I mean, there's some beautiful, cool places to see in Southern Idaho. Um, was it Moon Rocks National Park? The old lava oh, crater of the cra craters, of, craters of the moon. The there moon. we go. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because we That's... took that side highway from Idaho Falls to uh, Meridian Kuna that and went through there. It was pretty freaking cool. Nice. It literally makes you think you're on the moon. That was it was crazy. Sweet. It's all these places that I want to visit. Yes. Yeah. Just yes. So, the answer is yes. Do you want yeah, yes? All of them. <laughs> so, well, shoot, man. Want to go there? Want to go there? Want to go oh, there? <laughs> I know. I want to go everywhere. I need to win the lottery. I just I, I don't know. hardly ever play it like two, three times a year. So I know. I bet you about it, but I guess if I don't buy tickets, I don't have a chance That's of getting true. in the mail. And we're all in the same boat. Yeah. Texas is another because Texas is just so they do everything big in Texas, right, Jack? <laughs> yeah. So actually, doing the rat would be fun. The ride around Idaho. Or right around Idaho, Jesus, Texas, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> so what's oh, that, like that, three, oh, yeah, just over 3,000 miles to ride the rat, which is you run the border of Texas all the way. <whistles> that would be fun. Yeah, then I I have him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that'd be a little hard. That's, you know. What kind of dog? He is a Brittany mixed with Poodle. So Okay. He's very, very intelligent, and he's also 16. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> yep, I get it. So, I I didn't come this far to leave him. He's never been in a, you know, like a border, you know, he's never mm -hmm. been inside. You know, my parents are like, oh, you can leave him. Nope, because then I'm going to hurt myself or somebody else trying to get back to Florida if something happened to him. Yeah. So, you know. I used to have a... We had an American bulldog, and when we go, like when our kids had baseball, he would go to my dad's house. And one of the times we were gone for like three days, and he refused to eat. He just sat there oh. staring out the window at my dad's house, like, Where are my peeps? Right, right. 
and you know a plane can't fly fast enough for me to get back here yeah well you know he just comes with and he's happy he's got his own seat next to me and hey big james where are you you're down by you're in oregon aren't you i know it's see you're commenting it's cold as hell it's fucking cold as shit up here too <laughs> I think it's like 31 degrees outside right now thank god i got a wood stove in the shop so i, it, I it think he said he mentioned where he was from yeah it's right down i want to say pendleton pendleton, pendleton. Oregon. okay there we go. i passed her there a bunch of times yeah nick i ran out of gas a little ways after that place one time one of my yes. trips down to idaho it said this gas station was open it was just after la grand oregon <clears throat> according to google maps it was open so one of my trips down to kuna i penciled in hey i'm gonna stop for fuel here and I pulled in there, and it was still under construction. It wasn't open. Got back on the highway and ran out of gas. Oh, no. Yeah. Luckily, my wife and kids were behind me, you know, in the car, so they ended up actually having to run down to Ontario and get a gas can that was broken <laughs> from the gas station. It loves. But we ended up making our own funnel and made it work, and I got to the gas station. That's, you know, it sucked at the moment, but I guess it's part of the adventure. Yeah. I, I, the I memories was, and the stories. It's true. I was almost that empty, and I pull into whether it was Love's or uh, what's the pilot, Flying J, mm -hmm. whichever one it was. And granted, there's another one across the street, whatever the other competition was. And as I pull in, everybody, all the all the screens just go blank, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to be down for an hour." <laughs> announcing over the loudspeaker, and I was like. I was I I rolled in on fumes. I was like, all right. Well, thankfully I have my house. I went in the back, made dinner, fed him, walked him, and before you knew it, an hour was over. The everything went back online. See, that's why I, I now travel with a fuel reserve bottle in my motorcycle. That, that I do. A bit of insurance. So that I do. A hundred percent. Strap it on, and I I have it with me if you need it. Great, or maybe you know somebody else you're running to along the road needs a you know. Needs yes. that maybe a half a gallon that can get them that much farther. So it is what it is, but it, I carry it with me. Yep, I did that. Fuel gauge or not, it's you never know. I, d I started doing that because Randy and Dan, they have the bigger tanks on their bikes. And they're going to stop when I stop. But, you know, you're you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now you're at an, a higher altitude and you never know what's going to happen with the engine whether it's going to suck more it's just easier to carry a little bottle and have yeah. extra fuel yep. you know very 31, true 31 degrees nice oh minus 11 but yeah, hey. you can keep that minus 11 shit mike and you can keep that snow it was beautiful blue skies here today but i don't think it got above 35 degrees Oh boy. Frogs. I wanted to ride because it was so nice. I'm like, God, it'd be great to go outside. It's like, fuck no, it's cold as shit. 35 and the, the wind chill factor motorcycle chart says at 35 miles per hour, you're gonna it be says it's cold as shit. Don't go. <laughs> Unless you have heated gear. I don't do the heated gear yet. I've yeah. I don't want to age myself and or whatnot. I don't know, it's just a personal thing. Someday I'm sure it's great. Maybe someday I'll pull the trigger on on that and i'll wish i would have done a long time ago but for me right now no nah, not yet not ready for it nick says riding on fumes pick him <laughs> <laughs> yep there you go Fackelide. yeah definitely it it in case of emergency 
Oh yeah. I, my son has one. I have one. And it's a great idea when I met up with, uh, Jason Setzer, Setzer Pendants for the first time, he carries two of them on his road glide on his little bag that goes on top of his tour pack. He had two of them hanging off each. So oh, size, it yeah. is, you never know. You get caught in the middle of nowhere and you just need that much more to get you to that gas station. And, or like, you know, we're he, earlier, he has the 131, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a very heavy right hand. <laughs> he's fun so, as hell. I love that guy. That, but, that that bike just sucks gas. Actually, supposedly it's still right? not too bad, but. Really? Okay. He just, I think he finally worked all the bugs out of it. So it should be happy for a while now. Oh, that's good. That's good. He's had a couple of issues, right? Yeah, he had some problems. Oh. Dislodge the catalytic converter in the pipes. Uh, push rod problems because the keepers were plastic. And yeah, so he's done some, had some work done to it because it's left him stranded a few times. Yikes. But right. hopefully. 2023 is his year. It's all good. Yeah, he's got some cool things coming up. He's putting together a big a big ride called Mural Madness for anybody to sign up for. And he's got some very nice purses, you know, when it comes to the purse for payouts for first, second, third. You know, you can take pictures of your bike and different murals. There's some little rules, but uh, what was he saying? <laughs> first, second, third, you're looking at $8,000 payout. Wow. He's got some big sponsors that came in to help with it, and he's been putting it together. So I was doing some uh, testing stuff for his webpage on it today. So it'll be pretty cool when he launches it. You know, you just go ride and find murals and get points for taking pictures of your bike. So wow. that should be cool. That's awesome. And we yeah. got Harley Fatboy Jr. in the house. Oh, he finally <laughs> shows up, Jr. <laughs> Saw, dude. <laughs> There we go. Oh, aloha, fam. So, well, shoot, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, my dad's coming hanging out and you know sharing some of your story and your adventure. I I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for the invitation. Thanks for the side chat. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, go ahead and you know let everybody know where they can follow you and find all your adventures. So you know, go ahead and plug your channels. Well, I'm Wind Road Therapy on YouTube and Instagram. And I am Win Road because Win Road Therapy was not available on Facebook. Don't you hate that? I do. <laughs> so, you know, just to be consistent. But uh, yeah, and you find me and support bikers, content creators. So, we do a workshop just about every two weeks on Tuesday nights, trying to help each other out, right? Because nobody was born moto vlogging or creating moto content so we learn from each other very true yeah so we share ideas and we go over different topics and so yeah this week will be analytics everybody's nemesis <laughs> yeah i just don't bother well i, I shouldn't say that i pay attention <laughs> to some of that stuff some places too much it's like i just gotta let it go Right, right. For the health, your mental health, you got to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. But it would be nice to um, learn more about it. Yeah, understand it. And, don't yeah. Know. I don't know everything. Mind you, I don't know everything, but we have friends that know a lot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, That's who I go to. I, I so, have my, you know, my support channels and my, right. my tech support on speed dial. 
I throw my hands up and I, you know, both Toby and I, we say it all the time. We don't know everything. I don't have a thousand subscribers. Toby doesn't have, but we learn from each other and we could share ideas. Dewey has been a huge help for us in the group. He's very, very um, knowledgeable with the drone and the footage and the editing. So <clears throat> he's always in there and throwing out good ideas. So appreciate Dewey. So it's, you know, the, the great support that we have from the community we're all part of. I mean, the, the motorcycle community as a whole, yep. even outside of, you know, yes, people on YouTube and you expand broader. It is a great family and a, a great support network. And I guess you could call it. And it's, it's a great community to be part of full support. <laughs> Bryce, as you know, chickens, not computers. That's right. And that's why I call Bri. <laughs> that is true. He helps out the community as well. I mean, just so many contributors. So it's not just one person, Dewey and, and Adventure Tomac, and their drone footage is out of this world. Um, we've had Amanda, who's up by you, right, as the magpie flies. Oh, yeah, Amanda Zito. Yep. So she's been on, you know, and she's very regimented. And, and she was like, yeah, if you want it, you know, I, I loved it because – we can all use a little bit of, you know, <laughs> of planning it out. And she's she's not yeah. wrong. You know, if you speak with Ryan Full Throttle Hard and Daryl Tollison, they're both very successful channels. And success means planning. And, and that's all we like to, you know, winging it. a lot of time. Right. Planning and a lot of time. Winging it. Yep. It's not really, you know, working out for me. <laughs> so... I use my friends and I bring them in and we talk about stuff. <laughs> right. Let's well, I think we... it all, and also depends on what, what you're trying to get out of it, what you're doing with it. I mean, right. it's like, I mean, I, I haven't really uploaded many video. I want to do some stuff, you know, some video work around your showcase where I live, but you know, most all my channel is built from these lives. And for me, it's like, I, I enjoy doing this. I have so much fun doing these. So just, I mean, my channel grows slowly. I think a little over 650 in a, just over a year now. And, well, hey, I think it's awesome. I'm happy with that. And right. it just it slowly grows and people tune in and enjoy it. And I think it's awesome. And I'm having fun. So right. that's right. that's the reward for me. I, I mean, for, for me, and, and I, it's gonna, like I'm fangirling on, um, on Dewey, but Dewey will take you somewhere. and He will tell you everything there is to know about where he's at. Oh, Dewey. His videos and uh, Law Abiding Biker, Ryan Erlacher is absolutely oh, yeah. amazing with his. And oh, absolutely. Some of these guys, I mean, and you look at the time that, you know, the time they're putting into it in the editing right. and, and all that, because it takes a lot of time to put that stuff together. I mean, I've, I've played with a couple of them and it's crazy the amount of time that it takes and the dedication yep. that you got to put forth to do it. And, and in my opinion, Dewey deserves a lot more attention and he deserves a lot more subscribers. So I'm with you, Dewey. There you go. <laughs> go I can't say it. enough. <laughs> go so, follow Dewey. Go subscribe to Dewey's Ride. <laughs> there you go. So, well, thank you for uh, for coming and hanging out, guys. Thank you, everybody. I mean, you know, the side chat is all you guys tune in and posting questions and following along and, you know, it's a lot of fun. I appreciate you all you guys following along and tuning in and, and watching these things. And, and we all grow from there. Yes. So you guys can tune in next Sunday. We got mile post 92 with Frank Orlando, also known as watch out for us. He's another Northwest guy that I tell you what, if I'm can ride as much as that guy does when I get to his age, I'll be totally happy. I mean, he was out 
did 1,300 miles or 1,030 yesterday doing a goat ride wow. for Mile Monsters. I mean, he's he did some riding a couple of weeks ago. I took a picture of a teacup for the Enthusiast magazine, which is one of the little stops. And his lowers, soft lowers on his Harley were frozen because it was the high 20s. Yikes. I mean, his dedication is awesome. And Frank is an awesome guy. He's a very cool part of the community. He does a lot of stuff with his local hog chapter. So it's going to be a lot of fun getting Frank on here and hearing some of his stories and his adventures. And, you know, he's got plenty. I think he logged what 43,000 miles last year in his road king wow so it'll be a lot of fun frank's an awesome cool guy so you guys can tune in next week so des thank you so much for coming on tonight thank you, and, Denver. I appreciate and sharing it. your stories it was a lot of fun and do it again as we keep going yes i love it <laughs> perfect guys hey ride safe have fun enjoy the open road we will catch you next sunday for milepost 92 later guys